shape of civilization. This is Armstrong and Getty. The national nightmare is upon us. Sometimes you have to think through uh, things that you say. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Child. Oh my gosh. My gosh. That's some good <laughs> Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. I have news for everybody. Get over it. There's going to be political influence in foreign policy. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Today we are toiling under the tutelage of our general manager, Friday, the day of the week. Commonly known as the end of the work week, although I know it is not for everybody because many points in my life, Friday was not the end of the work week. Or come Saturday, sometimes Saturday and Sunday. But anyway, in general for most people. We're kind of coming to the end of this one, and it's, uh, it just feels long. I don't know if it's because I had a sickness go through my household or the freaking news flow, which is just relentlessly pounding on us day in and day out. But I'm glad that it's uh, the end of the deal. I heard some people who follow media say yesterday was one of the bigger news days in modern history. I was hearing that, too, with everything that was going on. Yeah. I don't know how you measure that. But uh, there were quite a number of large stories that we will update you on today. Obviously, you've got the impeachment of a president going on, which I uh, I try to ignore, but uh, you got to admit is a very very big story and and continues on a, on a daily basis. You got what's going on with the Kurds uh, in Syria and whether or not that's a a giant world changing event or not, depending on who you're talking to. Um. And uh, and then everything else, which we'll we'll get into in a little bit. You know, the story got my attention when I was coming in. I heard on on a newscast they have done research that says blue light is shortening our lives. What? That could be. You're going to have that in your news. That could be the biggest story going on today. All this other stuff will 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 work itself out and go away. But if staring at your computer screen, staring at your smartphone like we all do, that blue light that comes out of there is actually uh, increasing the aging the speed of the aging process and ruining your eyes that's uh, that's that's a pretty big deal they did studies on fruit flies it aged fruit flies at a ridiculous speed and the fruit flies stayed away from the blue light if they had the option they just they just inherently knew they could just tell as a beast that that blue light was bad for them which is uh, a little scary I keep the blue light blue light off on my iPhone I don't know how many people know that option exists. I leave it off. It makes the colors kind of weird, but I just I it feels better to me without the blue light on there. But holy cow, if we're all aging at like one and a half times speed that we're supposed to, because we're staring at our phones and our computers all the time, it'd be nice to know that. Somebody should uh, hit us with that information as soon as possible. But we'll bring you up to speed on a, a variety of stories. We got a pretty good couple of pretty good guests today on uh, on those topics. Like super smart people, people people smarter than me. So I understand. Maybe the best player in the NFL got injured last night? Yep. Yeah, Pat Mahomes on a uh, quarterback sneak had the old, uh, what is originally being described as a uh, dislocated knee, 
which I believe because on the field you could see them pop it back into place. Ooh, yeah. Uh, he uh, dislocated. He, I want it located right where it's supposed to be. I don't want it located somewhere else. He waved off the cart. He walked off uh, with some assistance, and later on he, he was walking around okay. But they they took MRIs, and they'll know more soon. He's the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. football organization, arguably the best player in the league, easily the most exciting one. And uh, and was it gruesome or? Uh... It was. Unnerving to watch them pop it back into place, but it wasn't like a, a Joe Theismann, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it was a quarterback sneak, so there was a pile, and then it's oh, and then you, yeah, yeah. You, you just see him not get up, and you're like, oh, oh no, not him. Uh, let's, Take my knee. Yeah. <laughs> let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hired this morning, Michael. Uh, pretty good. I don't know if you ever had this, Jack, happen to you, but I woke up and I was like upset with my fiance, and um, I had dreamt that she was. Um, I had a vivid dream that she was selling things around the house for money, for no apparent reason. Like she had, I was so angry with her. She had taken our desktop computer and sold it for like six hundred dollars or yes. something. I would like to have a dream analyst on to to find out what they think that means. Was she but selling I, only your stuff in this scenario? I think she was just selling various things, okay. including like the blender and so, just weird uh-huh. stuff. Right. But I and you I, woke up mad at her. Why are you selling up, our blender? <laughs> yeah, I woke Don't up. Don't sell and, our blender. I, I had to realize that no, this was just a dream, you know. Uh-huh. But I. Yeah, it was so vivid and stuff, you know. I was looking like looking around the house to see if things were still there, you know. <laughs> wow. It's amazing how long it takes to shake the dream chemicals, whether they're, you know, sex, love, anger, fear, whatever your dream was. I have like two dreams a year, so it doesn't happen very often to me. Um, I've got uh, one son that never dreams like me, and then one that dreams like five dreams a night like his mom, uh, which sounds fun unless they're they're scary. Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I, I bring to you a report from Egyptian, uh, from Egypt's Ministry of Antiquities. Uh, they say that more than 20 sealed coffins spread out over two levels of a large tomb have been discovered by archaeologists in the city of Luxor. Not the Vegas Hotel, but actually in, <laughs> in uh, over there in Egypt. Uh, the well-preserved sarcophagi, which is a great word, uh, have been described as one of the most important discoveries to have been announced in the past few years. And I say, uh, you know, despite my years and years of uh, watching science fiction movies, I think we should open these up immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, so th- these, this is a new discovery? I didn't know there were still new mummies and whatnot to find in Egypt. I figured they'd d- d- dug through all the sand by now. But I like you pronouncing the B in tomb. Tomb? I, yeah, I appreciate that. Tomb, uh, yeah. It's a new thing. I mean, if, if you don't want me to pronounce it, don't put it in the word. They got an age on that? Like 5,000 years, something like that? Oh, uh, let me see. While Sean's looking for the age of those sarfuck, the sarcophagi, uh, there's Marsha Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you this morning, Marsha? Well, I have a major decision to announce, my friends. After decades of enjoyment scratching my itch, I have decided to put scratchers and lottery tickets out of my life forever. Wow, that is a major announcement. Yep. Do we have some sort of fan- bye bye? Do we have some sort of fanfare or something, Mike? Ah, this is a big ah, deal. Well, I don't know if that's the right oh, one. Wow. <laughs> no, it's, no, it is for me. I'm not getting any more bacon. I was thinking of something more celebratory. Oh, a decision I made after yet another round of no-win scratchers. Too many disappointments over the last few months, so that is it. Now, are you going to go with a different kind of gambling since you enjoy gambling? But 
I may be still making financial investments in other areas. In sports and whatnot. But but. no more scratchers, no more lottery tickets, and I will be spending my extra time and money on various and sundry good works. Sure. (laughs) Of course you will. Do you think it'll be hard to uh, do this? Do you think it'll be hard to quit? Now, you know something? I've been getting so disgusted over the last couple of months. You don't think it's going to be hard, huh? No, it was no fun. It was just Uh, like, okay, another round of losers. It'd be like when I quit golf. I was a a passionate golfer for years, and then I just finally realized... You don't ever enjoy this. Every time you go out, right. you're just mad. It costs money. It takes the whole day. Right. Why are you doing this? And right. I stopped, and it never looked back. Yeah, yesterday, the last round was it. I mean, I just looked at it and said, well, there's 40 bucks wasted. And I huh. said, eh, I'm done. Wow. No fun. Do you wow. like blackjack or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I said there'll be other, you yeah. know, investments yeah, in other fields. Well, and, and while, you know, games of chance are that, there is, you know, chance in them. I, I think you uh, skewing more towards things where there is some sort of skill expression yes. mm-hmm. is uh, is a much, skill expression. M- is a much more fruitful endeavor. I, I agree like with you. Some skill expression yes. is what we're looking for. Uh, the officials have yet to disclose which period the coffins may uh, date from. More details, uh, press conference tomorrow. Okay. I'll tune into that. And listen to it. It's original <laughs> Egyptian. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, October the 18th, the year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. That's the word is approve. Approve of this program. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll begin the show at March. What is Mulvaney even talking about? I just think he's dumb. I really do. I don't even think he knows what he's talking about. That's my take on it. Wow. <laughs> so that's one of the big stories of the yeah. day, and I, this is one of those, yeah. I have no idea if this is going to be a big story yeah. for weeks and months to come, or if this is like a two-day deal. Um, uh, the acting chief of staff for President Trump stood up at a, at a little podium yesterday and took some questions and, and seemed to say that they did make aid to Ukraine contingent upon investigations that uh, Giuliani and Trump ordered. I applaud you for not saying quid pro quo. I'm gonna to try to avoid yeah, that word. Yeah. I just I just can't handle it anymore. <laughs> Tony, Tony and I get tired of phrases yeah. of words, and I work so hard to dance around it and All use right. other words because I just can't say it anymore. Um, uh, but anyway, he appeared to say that, and then everybody went nuts. And then he later said, "I didn't say that. You're misconstruing what I say." Well, that looks like what you said. So so Hannah and I I've been a fan of Mulvaney. And Mulvaney was a if you don't know him, he was a never Trumper. Big time never Trumper. Then when Trump ended up winning, he ended up in the Trump uh, White House and has been a he's really good arguing. This is why it's surprising to me that this happened. He's one of those people on the talk shows that can hold his own against anybody. Yeah. I just think he's dumb. And, and if he ended up saying something that he didn't mean to say, that would be out of character for him. But. It is going to have to be cleaned up because it's a bit of a mess. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, we've got Trump saying tough love prompted the ceasefire deal between the Turks and the Kurds. Again, the dust up. Because my my, my son was writing a letter to the Tooth Fairy last night. Uh Uh-huh. Because the Tooth Fairy had failed to come the night before. Oh, no. That damned Tooth Fairy just did not do her job and did not show up when he'd lost one of his big molars in the back. I blame recreational marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so my wife suggested write a letter to the Tooth Fairy, and I said you should end the letter with, don't be an idiot. What is it? Don't be a fool. Don't be a hero. Call you later. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that worked or not. But anyway, back to Trump and uh, Turkey. Well, we'll get into the Mulvaney comments. And as Jack mentioned, we do have a new report. Yes, your phone may be aging you and more coming up. Yeah, that whole blue light thing, man. Figure that out like yesterday. If we're all shortening our lives, children, adults, everyone, and ruining our eyeballs by staring at these blue screens, you got to change things. 
or get a, get a rid of the blue light. I don't know why the blue light has to be in there. When I turn it off on my iPhone, I, I operate fine. Colors are a little wacky, but yeah. I'll, I'll, it's rather better than shortening your life. Anyway, we've got updates on all these stories. Remember, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Clips of the week on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, crazy busy news day yesterday, and uh, how much of it is important and matters, I don't know. You have to let that shake out. Um, A lot of Republicans continue to say really strong things um, against Trump's decision to do what he did with Turkey and the Kurds and Syria and that whole thing. I mean, he's got practically nobody on his side. Uh, which to me doesn't mean he's wrong, but it's you know you got you got to take note. And Mitt Romney gave an impassioned speech yesterday. Although Mitt Romney's always in, I, I still think in the back of his mind he's thinking I'm going to jump into this thing at some point. But he he loves that action. Uh, but yeah, just a crazy news day. And trying to figure out what it all is about. We'll we'll hit a little of that with Marshall's news here in about five minutes or so. And then a couple other stories we want to ca- uh, catch up on. Um, some Facebook stuff that's out there. An update on that family. Did you hear about this? The family in the Netherlands? Is that where that was? A Dutch family. They'd been living down in their cellar for nine years with a bunch of adult kids because they thought the end of days was here, which is a biblical thing. They thought there were no other people on earth, and they'd been down there for nine years. And it's just an amazing, it's, it's ultimately tragic and sad, but it's pretty damn, damned interesting also. Really weird. Um, but before we get to any of that, we got to do uh, something we call COW. It's an acronym, COW, C-O-W, Clips of the Week. So recently, I asked the company to allow me to leave Fox News. After requesting that I stay, they obliged. What I would do is I wouldn't give them any aid. I wouldn't give them any aid because we don't have any money. We're borrowing that money from China to send it to Ukraine. ISIS is not defeated. We have got to keep the pressure on ISIS so they don't recover. And talk about your family. I've been trapped in a loveless marriage for the last 12 years to an old battle axe named Kim. We all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen. No one on this stage wants to protect billionaires. Not even the billionaire wants to protect billionaires. If we give the American people a tiny slice of every Amazon sale, every Google search, every robot truck mile, every Facebook ad, we can generate hundreds of billions of dollars and then put it into our hands because we know best how to use it. The flag on my shoulder represented a country known to keep its word, and our allies knew it, and our enemies knew it. Thank you, Mayor. You take that away, you are taking away what makes America America. It makes our troops and the world a much more dangerous place. The best way we can fight back against big tech companies is to say our data is our property. I got votes for that bill. I convinced people to vote for it. So let's get those things straight, too. He was insulting, particularly to the speaker. She kept her cool completely, but he called her a third-rate politician. We witnessed on the part of the president was a meltdown. Sad to say. 
There was a headline in the Washington Post the day before the president was elected, I believe, saying the impeachment is underway. She attempted to withdraw from an interview that she had committed to for a foreign policy book that I was working on, for which I had interviewed every other living secretary of state. Uh, and before doing so, her staff raised concerns about the fact that I was working on this story about one of her most significant donors, a big bundler of Hollywood money. But I know that I must use it, give account if I abuse it, suffer if I lose it. Only a tiny little minute. But eternity is in it. She jumped on her like a spider monkey. <laughs> so that Clips of the Week made my point that I've referenced a couple of times already today. If this is still a story in a couple of days, there are a couple of things in there. That happened this week. Oh, yeah, right. There was a debate a couple of days ago. There's no, no relevance today. And then the the big story that we were talking about yesterday, I had completely forgotten about the whole third grade politician blow up, who stormed out, who didn't, completely gone. The story we're talking about at cable news going all day long, who was it, reporters, this and that, didn't even remember it had happened this week. will disappear into ether, nobody will ever think about it again. And so I always try to gauge the news of the day by which of these are stories that are going to even be around Monday let alone a year from now, and not spend too much time on the ones that are uh, going to disappear quickly. Got an update on the whole China NBA thing that's kind of interesting that I just came across. Is there a ceasefire going on uh, with Turkey and Syria and the Kurds? Maybe, maybe not, depend on who you're asking. And uh, Marshall's got his news coming up a little bit on that. And if Turkey is using some sort of chemical weapon, which some people are alleging, then Trump's really in a box on this situation. Marshall's news next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. like Joe am doing the intermittent fasting diet, and uh, it works really well. I'd say it works better than any diet I've tried, really? but it, but the downside of it is you're unhappy all the time. It, you're just you're living you're, but you're living you're healthier, so you can be unhappy but, longer. But you're wearing yeah, a smaller right. size clothes <laughs> while you're unhappy. You're never happy. So what is your eating window? I'm, I've got it down to a six-hour, sometimes five-hour window of eating per day. Okay. What's your Overton window? <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't think was even possible. I remember when jo- Joe was there before me, and I thought, right. I don't think I could ever do that. And now I stop eating at uh, six at night, and then I don't eat until noon or one the next day. Wow. And uh, you gradually expand that window, which is easier than I thought it would be. But you spend a lot of time being unhappy. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're looking to be unhappy, I highly recommend this diet. Although the pounds are coming off, which is cool. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marsha Fallot. Ali, ceasefire may not be holding. Fighting reportedly is still raging along the border between Syria and Turkey, despite the ceasefire deal announced by the U.S. yesterday. President Trump is saying tough love brought about the ceasefire. At a rally in Dallas, Trump said his methods were unconventional, but he had to let Turkey and Syrian Kurds fight for a while to make the deal. Sometimes you have to let them fight. It's like two kids in a lot. you got to let them fight, and then you pull them apart. Trump saying the U.S. threatened sanctions managed to move things right along. Without a little tough love. You know what tough love is, right? Without a little tough love, they would have never made this deal. 
Turkey's foreign minister said the U.S. agreed to a safe zone controlled by Turkey in Syria, which the Turks had long sought, and essentially what they had launched their offensive to achieve. Right. So you could construe it as, yeah, sure, I'll have a ceasefire. I got what I wanted. <laughs> I mean, I'm done. I got the land I wanted. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this turns out. And we're going to talk to uh, Ian Bremmer. Later in the show, he he follows right. world politics, and I, I generally like his opinion on that and uh, that sort of stuff. And particularly, he had an article earlier in the week where he laid out the arguments on both sides of this, the Trump side and the other side, and said it's a tough call. It is. It's a yeah. tough one. It's. I don't think it's as clear cut because in the media, all the media is against it because they're against anything Trump does. All Democrats are against it because they're against anything Trump does. And almost all the Republicans are against it because they think it's bad policy. To be fair, some of those other people might think it's bad policy also. Um, but it, it's, God, it's a complicated one. Uh, the whole letting down our allies aspect of it. Right. That That's the right. only part that bothers me. The who gets land in the Middle East, I don't freaking care. Russia has some of it. I don't freaking care. Let them have it. Knock yourself out. Enjoy that part of the world. We've certainly enjoyed it for decades. Acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney is now insisting there was no quid pro quo over military aid to Ukraine. Mulvaney taking that position in a statement released hours after he sounded like he told reporters President Trump held up $390 million in aid because he wanted Ukraine to investigate Democrats. Here's a part of the back and forth Mulvaney had with reporters. Did he also mention to me in the past that the, 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 the corruption related to the DNC server? Absolutely. No question about that. Um, but that's it. And that's why we held up the money. Now, there was a report. So, 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 so the demand for an investigation into the Democrats was part of the reason that he it was honored to withhold funding to Ukraine. The, the look back to what happened in 2016 certainly was, was part of the thing that he was worried about in corruption with that nation. And that is absolutely appropriate. the funding. Yeah. Clear, what you just described is a quid pro quo. It is funding will not flow unless the investigation into the into the Democratic server uh, happened as well. We, we do we do that all the time with foreign policy. There you go. Part of the back and forth. Um, I also like this part. I have news for everybody. Get over it. There's going to be political influence in foreign policy. I'm talking to Mr. Carl. Uh, that is going to happen. Elections have consequences. And foreign policy is going to change from the Obama administration to the Trump administration. Get over yeah. it, he said. Yeah. So I have read, now I've read in print the transcript of what happened there. I don't know if he knew what he was saying or got confused. or I, I don't know. Right. I don't know what happened there. Because uh, the way he laid it out, it sounds like you just described a this for that. You right. just described that that's what happened, and then you said, no, it's not that. So I, I feel like he's got to come up and do some more cleaning up on that today to figure out where we are on that situation. Well, it turns out your phone could be aging you. we got a new study that finds exposure to blue light may decay brain cells. This if true, is easily a more important story to your life and your family right. than anything else we're going to talk about. Oregon State University researchers looked at fruit flies, and they found that exposing them to blue light emitted from phones and computer screens actually decayed their brain cells, 
and that the flies would always try to avoid that blue light when they could. I'm going to need tests on something slightly bigger than a fruit fly. Like a desk lamp is fatal to a fruit fly. <laughs> like It's a, it's a yeah. matter of scale. I, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I have personal knowledge about this because I suffer from eye disease. Yes, true. And one of the things my eye doctor said, do you have a blue filtering screen on your computer? And I said, well, no, but I asked engineering here at the radio ranch, and they put blue screens on the computers that I use and the screens that I use every day. Because my eye doctors say it is bad for your eyes. Yes. No, I 100% believe that so. there is eye deterioration that can happen from staring at screens too right. long. The, the shortening of the life thing is the thing I need. I need research beyond for Well, you're flies. talking about the brain cells. Yeah, affecting the brain cells. Um, so do you have a, a computer screen right now, though, that filters out blue? Right. Yeah. 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 This and, one right here. And, and, okay. And how do you find that to be in terms of... Uh, Reading or looking at things. As opposed to using the yeah. screens on the ones without the blue yeah. screen, it's a world of difference. No. Because the ones without... Is there the... any downside to it? That's my question. No. So I don't understand why we continue no. to stare at blue light. There have been enough studies that because say that's pretty. Because it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. It looks good. When yeah. you look at a smartphone, look look at those vibrant, right? It is, yeah. it is a visually pleasing thing. As far as I can tell, there's no technical reason for doing it. Okay, because I leave the blue light off on my iPhone all the time. Right. The colors are weird. It's not as good, but screw that. I mean, I'd rather have my eyesight. I'll, I'll be fine without quite as vibrant of. of we pictures. have a very tech savvy audience. If anybody out there knows of a reason why it is so popular and ubiquitous in all screens right. and yeah. smartphones, that that is not just the visually thing. Please uh, text and, and reach out four one five two nine five KFTC. But the um, what is it called on the iPhone? Because this this is worth knowing. And I don't know how many people right. do this. The uh, the light thing on where you can adjust the brightness on your iPhone when you press that right. with your thumb. Down there where it says night shift, press that night shift button, and it filters out the blue light, and everything looks a little different and weird, but at least you're not having that blue light going does it to your look eyeballs. A little, does it look a little dimmer? Because I yeah. know with the, yeah, yeah. With the blue screen yeah. here, it looks a little dimmer. But uh, it, in all honesty, when I use the uh, the uh, screens without the filter, man, it's Boy. like, whoa! Have, I mean, have lawyers lined up to figure out a way to start suing companies for uh, employees staring at their computer screens for decades? I don't know. One last note. Astros, one win away from the World Series. We had the uh, Astros beating the Yankees 8-3 to in Game 4 of their American League Championship Series. Game 5 is going to be today in New York. A lot of errors with the Yankees. I watched that game because I wasn't feeling good, so I was yeah. on the couch, which was a good excuse to watch some baseball. A lot right. of errors. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And in the NFL, the sport that people actually yep. watch, mm-hmm. I'm sure Thursday night uh, blew away Major League Baseball playoffs. In ratings, uh, the best, the most exciting player in the NFL, uh, the Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, had yep. his, his knee completely, his leg came off. Is that what I understand? <laughs> his kneecap was dislocated. Yes. Oh. They popped it back into place right there on the field. You got okay. good. Oh, yeah. You want to see it? There. Oh, they cut away. But yeah, you see the little. And it's really hard to not get tingles all over your body yeah. when you see yeah. that. When yeah. he was walking around later? Uh, yeah, he was walking around in the locker room. Uh, he he walked. He waved off the cart. He didn't want to get carted off, so he did the thing where he's got his arm around a couple people and walks off yeah. that way. And then there were shots of him in the locker room later uh, walking around without assistance. Uh, noticeable limp, which is to be expected, uh, but no reports on any further ligament damage until later today. Yeah, I don't want to get too sportsy, but every time there's an exciting quarterback that runs around a lot, comes along, I think, well, we'll see right. how long he lasts. 
because they always get they always get their some meme blown out. That's what happens to so many of them. Um, it's just I don't I'm not sure it's a thing you can do in the NFL. It's very exciting when it happens until they get hurt. Yeah, and then and then they're never quite the same again. Right. But eesh. I'm not a fan of watch. I've never seen the Joe Theismann thing. No, I and, I, and I have no interest in seeing it. And we asked Joe Theismann one time if he's ever seen it, and he said no. And he said, and he seemed pretty angry that I even brought it up. And he said, why does anybody watch it? Why does anybody want to see that? And I would agree. I don't understand why anybody wants to yeah. see it. That's a uh, football play from many years ago. It was, was the first. This was probably um, like a, a watershed moment for America. The fact that somebody got really, really hurt and they decided to run the video over and over. I think this was pre-YouTube and all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this this was kind of like, you know, a YouTube video, a hot YouTube video. And they just ran it over and over yeah. and over again yeah. on sports shows. Here's a guy getting his leg just completely broken in half in a way that will make you cringe. And he'll never walk right again. Let's see it again in slow motion. And, yeah. uh, and and that's when we started going downhill. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that when I will note that American culture went downhill yeah. starting at that point. Yeah. Um, the debate last night, I'm regularly saying that debates do not have any effect on anything. Well, it had some fundraising effect. Maybe this means something. We'll get into some of those numbers, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Bella Hadid was named the most beautiful woman in the world, according to science. Bella, I say this because I'm your friend. Science is just trying to get in your pants. (laughs) I was at a party with science two weeks ago, and uh, playa. Funny. Um, I don't know how his late night talk show is doing there, David Spades, but Stephen Colbert just re-upped for another three years in his contract. He's number one for the past several years in overall viewings, although in the demo that they care about in television, he's still more or less tied with Jimmy Fallon. Um, but uh, he's going to be around for a while. Trump had a rally last night. Uh, 20,000 people inside, I think. 30,000 people outside. And then how many people watching on various streaming sites? Got some info on that that's kind of interesting. It's just a different way that we take in um, information in the modern world. Also, we're going to talk to Ian Bremmer later in the program. He is a guy who looks at geopolitics and uh, going to specifically talk to him about the whole Turkey, U.S., Kurd, Syria thing. But anyway, I was looking at his feed today, and he's got, um, he said, dictators or aspiring dictators on horses is a whole genre. And he's got a whole bunch of pictures of various dictators on horses that they put out. Yesterday, we were talking about little fat head over there in North Korea, he had a photo shoot apparently with some like super great photographer because they took pictures of him riding on a horse in uh, in the snow. And they're really majestic and cool looking. I mean, he looks like the savior of the world in these photos. And uh, it reminded everybody of Putin on a horse uh, with no shirt on. And then uh, Ian Bremmer tweeting a whole bunch of different pictures of other dictators that have done the same thing. Apparently that's that's a maneuver. That's a move. If you're a dictator, you get get your picture taken on a horse. Although U.S. presidents have done that in the past. Um, uh, Reagan was on a horse a lot for pictures. Of course, he was a rancher, and he liked to ride horses. I don't know if that's the same thing. I, I don't know if Kim Jong-un had ever seen a horse. 
I mean, a lot of his countrymen eat horses to survive every single day. I don't know if he'd ever seen a horse. There's there's, just, so, there's some pictures where you can clearly tell that he's got the face of a man who is not comfortable on top of a horse. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, as Joe said yesterday, they had to scour the land to find a horse that would hold him up because he's a rather big guy. And they came up with a giant jacket for a little fathead. To, so Because yeah, otherwise, you're sitting there... You're going to look really, really fat if you don't have a big jacket on covering that up. I find that kind of funny. Uh, maybe we'll ask Ian Bremer about that when we have him on later. So, debate the other night. My thing is I don't think these debates matter. History would prove that for the most part. Little changes in the polls uh, after debates, and if there is a change, it doesn't last very long. Here's one that might be different. Keeping in mind that no rules of the past matter anymore. We're in a uh, We're in a new era. We all know that. None of none of the predictors of the past matter anymore on anything, any political story. So uh, maybe debates do matter now. I don't know. We got ratings on the debate. Oh, how many people tuned in? Uh, network landed an average of 8.3 million viewers during the three-hour telecast. That marked quite a dip from its previous Jeez, two-part it. debates, uh, which peaked Eight around... 8 million people across the whole country. Yeah, peaked just under 11 million in the previous ones. The The NBC News-hosted uh, debate back in June had 15 million, so they ju- they just keep going down. Yeah, 8 million people. You you, you barely get to stay on the air with a, you got a network show with 8 million people. You had about another half million on the various live streams, but still, that doesn't really move the needle beyond that. I would like that. to know how many people watch the whole damn thing yeah Yeah, i'll bet it's not a million um so why do i say this debate may have mattered the fundraising Buttigieg, boot edge edge they tell me mayor pete he raised the most money he's ever raised the day after the debate and so did amy klobuchar some people are reading that as a hey we need to boost some of these more moderate type candidates uh, as having an opportunity to run against President Trump, we're not sure Biden's in it for the long haul, and we can't go with Elizabeth Warren. The moneyed people, according to all reporting, the people that are you know, at the highest level in charge of the Democratic Party, they're horrified, terrified at the idea of Elizabeth Warren uh, getting the nomination because they think she would lose. So a bunch of money rolled in for Amy Klobuchar and Mayor Pete. This late in the game... For Amy Klobuchar to have her biggest fundraising day, $1.1 million came in. Uh, For instance, Mayor Pete got 20,000 new donors day after the debate, compared to 7,500 for Elizabeth Warren, and she had a goal of much higher. So he got way more new donors than Elizabeth Warren did the day after the debate. I think Pete and Klobuchar make uh, a very appealing ticket for a lot of America. Uh, I think they would, too. Yeah. I, I don't know if they can get the nomination, but I think they would, too. I remember last election, I remember hearing the late uh, Charles Krauthammer. He was talking about uh, Marco Rubio. Uh, and and he said, you know, the, Marco... The guy who's thirsty all the time? Marco Rubio. He said, Marco Rubio would be really easy for a lot of people to vote for. And that phrase stuck in my head, the idea of somebody that's easy to vote for. You're not, you're not worried about him. They may not be your cup of tea, but you think this is a steady guy. He's not crazy. He's not going to blow the world up or anything like that. And and Mayor Pete might be that kind of guy for a lot of people. Just uh, whether he's your politics or not, of those people up there, and you're kind of in that group where that goes, sometimes you go this way, sometimes you go that way, He's an, he'd be an easy guy to vote for, I think. Whereas Elizabeth Warren, there's uh, David Brooks in the New York Times today. He's got an opinion piece. He's a he's an anti-Trumper. He says I could never vote for Trump. Um, he said, but I don't think I could vote for Elizabeth Warren either. And what do people like me do? Um, and then he goes into the various reasons why. But also back to the whole Turkey story. So everybody's beating up Trump. 
almost everybody's beating up Trump on his policy with Syria and the Kurds and Turkey and everything like that. Elizabeth Warren, the current leader for the Democratic nomination, said in the debate the other night, I want all of our troops out of the Middle East, completely out of Afghanistan, out of Iraq, out of Syria, out of everywhere. That's her policy. And she'd be running against Donald Trump for for your, a lot of your you know foreign policy uh, nuts who, who uh, I don't mean nut as in you're crazy. That's your thing. That's what you're really into. Um, for, for foreign policy people who are really into that, neither, neither of those candidates is probably going to work for you. Rand Paul would like it. I might like it. But um, so that, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I wonder if all of a sudden this late in the game, even though we've still got 108 days till Iowa, we've had a bunch of debates. I wonder if this point there's a resurgence of, hey, let's take a look at these people that are a little closer to the center. You're Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota. You're Mayor Pete from Indiana. Throw them some money and see what they can do. Elizabeth Warren is scaring me. I'd be quite a wrinkle. I look forward to talking about that with Lon Hee Chen a little later in the program. Um, mentioned all the people that were at Trump's rally last night. Last week when he had his big rally, he had 20,000 people in person, 40,000 people watched on YouTube, but 100,000 people watched the Trump rally on Twitch, which I don't even know what that is. What's Twitch, Sean? Uh, Twitch began as a, a video game streaming platform. That's where your your eSport athletes, quote-unquote, your eSport athletes go. They they broadcast themselves live playing games there, and that's where the fans can watch them play the games and interact I with them. I knew that, but how has it become a political thing? So if people just... It's an Amazon-owned yes. thing. A hundred thousand people watched the Trump rally on Twitch. So it has become, there are many people who now use it for non-video game things. You can uh, just traveling if you're at various restaurants, things like that. Bernie Sanders was the first political person I saw to have a Twitch channel, and now it seems that others are getting into it as well. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Tens of millions of viewers have watched billions of hours of video on Twitch so far this year. I had no idea that was uh, that was even going on we got to get back into some of the big news stories of the day, and we will do that. And we've got some great guests uh, later in the program. Hope you can stick around. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.